Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Well, that wasn't necessarily the ending Bulls fans wanted. Bulls fall to the Milwaukee Bucks 3-1 in the opening round of the NBA playoffs. Milwaukee goes on to take on the Boston Celtics in the second round. That's going to be a really, really fun series. But for the Bulls, it was a rough ending to what was a really good year. Getting back in the playoffs for the first time in five years, DeMar DeRozan emerged as an MVP candidate before the recent skid at the end of the regular season. We're going to recap it all. I'm going to tell you about the big needs I want to see filled, and I'm going to give you my number one pick for the Bulls, the top name the Bulls should go for in this year's draft with the 18th overall selection. Welcome into Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Nick Schultz. Awesome to be with you, recapping the 2021-2022 season. It was a roller coaster. I mean, we were talking at one point about the Bulls being in first place in the Eastern Conference, and they ended up being sixth. Falling to the box 3-1. Series ended at Pfizer Forum Wednesday night. That's why this is coming out on Thursday this week. I didn't think it was smart to do a podcast before the Bulls inevitably lost the game. And they got run out of the building as expected. We're going to dive into everything about the upcoming offseason. But before we do, I have to tell you about our great friends at BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, even though the Bulls aren't in it anymore, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that Major League Baseball is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? I know the White Sox are struggling lately. I still think they can be a World Series contending team, and the Cubs are a surprise team this year. Could they maybe make a run? Do they maybe have something in them? Or do you want to go a different direction? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. What are you waiting for? It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's that easy. B-L-E-A-V, a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit at BetOnline. BetOnline, where the game starts. So Wednesday night's Game 5 was already going to be an uphill battle. Bucks were playing well, even without Chris Middleton, who sprained his MCL, and the Bucks won both games at the United Center very handily, thanks in large part to Grayson Allen, who I've just had enough of. By the way, I am sick and tired of Grayson Allen, but that's neither here nor there. Chris Middleton was out. The Bulls looked like they could have capitalized on an opportunity. Instead, they did the opposite. Milwaukee ran him out of their own building, Bulls go back to Milwaukee for Game 5 and once again get run out of the building. And now we're looking ahead to the offseason. That Game 5 also did not have Alex Caruso, who suffered a concussion in Game 4. And Zach Levine entered health and safety protocols on Tuesday, which means they were both out. That meant Iota Sumu and Javante Green had to start, and it went about as well as expected. Patrick Williams had a big game, though. I love seeing Pat Will step up on the big stage. 
I thought that was a really promising sign for his development. But other than that, yikes. It did not go well. And what a year it was is really how I want to approach this because I came into it saying the Bulls were going to be a top five seed. They should have been a top five seed. That was my expectation. That was my bar. Nothing was going to change that. They finished sixth. By that definition, this year was a disappointment. Now, they had injury luck. Lonzo Ball missed the last half of the season with that knee injury, and he said in media availability, the exit meetings with the media, he still got pain, and this is April. The injury happened in, what, December, January? That's not good. Alex Caruso missed time with that wrist injury after that foul from Grayson Allen. He also had the hamstring strain. He had the concussion recently that kept him out of game five. Zach Levine has been playing on one wheel. He's had a bad knee, and then he entered health and safety protocols as well. It sounds like off-season surgery is on the table for Zach. And remember, he's got to get that max deal too. He's eligible for that max extension, and that's a conversation we've got to have as well. Does Zach Levine deserve the max extension? DeMar DeRozan stumped hard for him after the game, and rightfully so. He's not going to sit up there and say, oh, I wouldn't give my teammate who I've played with all year, I wouldn't give him the max extension. That's not what he's going to say. He stumped hard for him, and I think there's a case to be made for giving Zach the max. I mean, he's made all-star appearances back-to-back years. He's been the foundational piece of this rebuild. But my thing with Zach, he's just got to play defense. He's got to quit whining to the referees. I talked about that, what was that, last week or the week before, about Zach and the rest of the Bulls whining to the referees on every play. So that's a conversation that needs to be had as well, is what to do with Zach Levine. But the injury luck did not help with the number six seed this year. And I think the foundation has been laid really well. I think Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley have done a hell of a job putting this roster together, rebuilding it that fast. This was a quick turnaround. You know, last year they had just missed the play-in. The year before that, they were an embarrassment under Jim Boylan. Last year was the first year under Billy Donovan, who I really like. I know people give Billy a hard time for in-game adjustments, and maybe rightfully so, but I really think Billy Donovan is a great leader of men. The fact that he won the back-to-back national titles at Florida is one thing, but he took five different Oklahoma City Thunder teams to the playoffs in five straight years. So I really like Billy Donovan. I think he's the perfect coach to lead this group, especially because the turnover on the staff has been limited. I mean, you haven't seen many people leaving the staff. I mean, Maurice Cheeks is the big one for me that I like seeing stay around, and Chris Fleming as well filled in when Billy had COVID. And I think the staff is in a good spot. I think... I think this roster is set right now to have success within the next couple of years. Not that they didn't have success this year. They made the playoffs this year. People wrote them off this year. They're over under for wins opened at 39 and a half, people. I got it at 41 and a half. That's how low the expectations were. They won 46 games and made the playoffs. Bulls fans can take solace in that. But I stick by it. I said this should have been a top five team, and I know they probably would have been if not for the injuries because you don't realize how much they missed Lonzo Ball. Now, Lonzo's not going to be the difference between the 6th seed and the 4th seed or the 3th seed. I understand that. Same with Alex Caruso. If you can have them both on the court for all 82 games this year, I think we're having a different conversation right now. I really do. So I think that amplified things, but we also saw, with those absences, what the Bulls' weaknesses are and how they need to address them this offseason. Look, the biggest thing they need, and it was a need at the trade deadline, they didn't address it, they got Tristan Thompson in the buyout market, they needed size. They got Tristan Thompson. He ain't that man. You know, I was high on him at first. He had a really good start, and he was just kind of there toward the end. I had enough of the Tristan Thompson experience. So I think that 
needs to be an area that needs to be addressed as well. And mock drafts are coming out. CBS Sports put out an NBA mock draft Thursday, and there is a name that I have mentioned on this very podcast during March Madness that I want to watch for, and this is my guy. This is who I think the Bulls absolutely 150% need to draft in June. Walker Kessler, a center out of Auburn. He averaged, he averaged 6.4 blocks a game. He's seven foot one. He had two, not one, two triple doubles with points, rebounds, and blocks. Only two players in college basketball did that this year. Walker Kessler and Walker Kessler. He's the only one to do that. That says a lot. That's my guy. If you want size, you go get Walker Kessler. Now, there are options in free agency. I know DeAndre Ayton's name has been tossed around a little bit. He's a restricted free agent, though. We're going to talk free agency next week. Next week, we're going to dive into, okay, who are the pending free agents? Who is the restricted free agent? Who are the unrestricted? Who would maybe be trade candidates because people want Rudy Gobert, who I want nothing to do with? Again, I'll talk about that more next week. We're going to talk about a lot. But size, to me, outweighs the need for shooters. I think they absolutely need more size. If you want to start Kessler, if you draft him, I think you could just for the defensive purposes because Vooch, we know Nikola Vucevic. We knew this when they made the trade last year. We knew that he was a defensive liability. We knew that he wouldn't be great on that end of the floor. We knew he could rebound. We knew he could score defensively. As a rim protector, it wasn't very good. We knew that coming in. That's why you had Patrick Williams. Now, Patrick Williams missed most of the year. And again, he stepped up in the postseason. He stepped up in some big moments in the postseason. But Nikola Vucevic at the five is not a very good rim protector. That's why you maybe go get a Walker Kessler in the draft or even a Mark Williams from Duke if he's available because the Bulls had the number 18 overall pick this year. Size is the biggest need. Now, they also need shooters. That was amplified by Ball's absence and the fact that Alex Caruso's shot just didn't look right after the wrist injury. You know, after that hard foul in Milwaukee with Grayson Allen, who I still have my opinions on, Caruso's shot just didn't look right to the point where I think it was mainly the Bucks in the postseason, maybe even at the end of the regular season, Teams were backing off of him from the three-point line. They were giving him what I call the Chris Dunn treatment because Chris Dunn, there's taking you back to the dark ages, I'm sorry, but Chris Dunn could not make a three to save his life in a Bulls uniform. So what did teams do? They backed off when he got outside and just let him shoot. That's kind of what teams were doing with Caruso late in the season because after that wrist injury, his shot just didn't, it didn't look the same. You saw it with the way the ball spun out of his hand. You saw it with the way... It hit the rim. It just didn't, it didn't look right. So that amplified the need for shooters. And yeah, you can go get some shooters. And, and you've got draft picks too. So maybe you can get a shooter. But I think size is the biggest need. You saw that especially against Milwaukee. Because think of the teams in the Eastern Conference that are the big teams. That, well, big in size, but also the good teams. Bam Adebayo in Miami. Giannis, enough said, in Milwaukee. Philadelphia has Joel Embiid. Big, big, big. You need size to go up against that. Let's not forget about Robert Williams with Boston as well. There are big guys in this conference that you need to keep up with. So you need a strong, elite def elite defender. And that's why maybe even a DeAndre Ayton would be a good fit if you can make that happen with restricted free agency. Who knows? But there are needs that need to be addressed. And that's just any team. That is the nature of the NBA. This season ended... It's over. Now we can start looking ahead to next year, which I've kind of been doing lately because I knew the Bulls weren't going to get out of this series. And then when I heard Levine and Caruso were both out for game five, 
my exact words were, okay, where's the sim button? Can we just fast forward to the end of this thing? It was ugly. So now we got to look to next year, and I think the future's bright. This is the first offseason I've gone into as a Bulls fan, looking at it saying, okay, there's hope here. And I know last year there was, but that was before they signed Lonzo and DeRozan and Caruso. Now those guys are on the team. It's like, okay, now we just got to add these supporting pieces. That's what our tourist car show with Mark Eversley had to say. They need to add the supporting pieces. You've got the main pieces of the puzzle. You've got to get the rest of it built out now. They can do it. AK has shown he can be aggressive. And, and I'm going to say it, and this is something I'm going to talk about next week when I talk free agency and maybe possible trades. I think Kobe White needs to be on the table. I was anti-trade Kobe White before the season at the trade deadline. The way the season ended, I think you can maybe, if you can get something for him, trade Kobe White. I did like how Io DeSumo emerged onto the scene this year. I think he proved himself to be a valuable piece going forward. I said last year that the Bulls should have drafted him, and they fell, he fell to them in the second round. And he's everything advertised and more. I watched it at Illinois. I knew he could do this. Watching him in the NBA this year was special. You've got the young pieces that you can build around. I think Patrick Williams is going to take a big leap now that he's getting healthy. And I think the fact that he sat out is going to help him mentally. He acknowledged that today in his media availability as well. That he's going to, he learned a lot from watching film. And that's going to help him improve this offseason. It sounds like DeMar DeRozan is going to take a group of guys out to L.A. and show them his grind. He said he's going to wake Patrick Williams up at 4 a.m. to work out, which I think is hilarious because Patrick Williams was late to a shoot-around. Was that a few weeks ago? And he was asked why. He's like, I'm 20 years old. I overslept. And he's like, I slept in. So it was it was a really funny answer. But I think my most important takeaway from this season is this roster got playoff experience. It was short. I said that coming into the series. It was short, but it was playoff experience. You got experience under the bright lights. That's what matters. And that's going to help this rebuild or this retool, whatever the hell you want to call it. Either way, that's going to help this team going forward. I think that experience is going to come in handy next year and in the years to come, especially the fact that Patrick Williams and Io DeSumo both stepped up on the big stage. Now, like I said, you've got to round out the supporting cast, and I still say Walker Kessler is my guy. That's who I'm latching on to in this draft. I can do a full breakdown. I've watched a lot of SEC basketball this year. I watched a lot of Walker Kessler. He was National Defensive Player of the Year for a reason. We're going to dive into that this offseason as well. I might even bring on one of my Auburn guys to talk about what he would bring to the NBA. But before I wrap up, I do have to thank you for a great season. This was a lot of fun this year. This team was a surprise in the NBA. I knew they'd be good. I didn't expect them to be as good as they were. And the podcast made it that much more fun, just giving a space to talk about Bulls basketball this year when they became relevant again. I mean, that's basically the best way to put it. The Bulls are back. They're back. They're relevant in the city of Chicago. We were talking playoff basketball and the Bulls. At the same time, we're not talking about the end of the year and, oh, the regular season's done. What are the Bulls going to do now? Let's wait for the lottery. We don't have to worry about the lottery this year. We can focus on, okay, what are the Bulls going to do with their draft pick? Can they maybe get a big name in free agency again? Can they make a run next year? The big decision's going to be, though, what's going to happen with Zach Levine? We're going to talk about it all this offseason, and I hope you continue to listen, subscribe, and support the podcast like you've done all year long. I've had a blast this season. And I can't wait to see what this offseason brings with you as well. That is a wrap for this week's episode of Believe in Bulls, presented by BetOnline.ag. See you back here next week. We're going to talk free agency. We're going to talk possible trade candidates. We're going to dive into how the Bulls can address some of their glaring needs outside of the draft, because I've given you my draft pick. Now let's look at maybe some free agents they can sign. Let's look at the salary cap situation. 
And we'll answer the big question. Does Zach Levine deserve the max extension? We'll get to all that next Wednesday, everybody. We'll be back on our regular schedule. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs. See you back here then. Have an awesome week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.